0: Hey Brian, hey Rick, Shooter McGavin here on a Masters Weekend, day two. Wow. So I heard your From the Tips podcast is kind
1: of badass. What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of from the tips it is me your boy Brian always joined by my fantastic co-host Rick Landis how we doing good buddy
0: doing swell how about yourself
1: i am doing well i guess swell as well
0: swell as well oh my
1: <laughs> little word inception there um as well as i'm well. doing great due to the fact that we just watched some killer golf
0: um
1: also and my I favorite like trophy
0: was given out this weekend. Exactly.
1: Andrick's favorite trophy. But I feel like we didn't do last week enough because it was our 50th episode last week and neither of us had any clue. Woo! Woo! <laughs> episode 50! Woo! I popped our... off
0: one of those confetti things for episode 10 and I did nothing for episode 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do, I Mostly do because it yeah. took me until episode 48 to finish cleaning up all of the confetti from episode 10. but <laughs> Really? That's I was crazy. finding that stuff for weeks <laughs> afterwards. I cleaned my room like twice and I, there was still stuff afterwards. You still
1: got confetti in there. Well, that's yeah. how cool the celebration for episode 10 was. Uh, but we're just, you know, so advanced in the podcast game nowadays. We're just, you know, we've been here, done that, been around the block. Yeah, I
0: mean, us and all it 12 of nothing. Our man. They, just, yeah. they just, it's no big deal. I mean, it's just a week in, week out kind of thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all, all 12, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boy, howdy. They get us those numbers. Um, <laughs> I do have a plan for episode 100, though. I have like a couple of like favorite things from a bunch of episodes that I'm going to compile and we're going to do that. It's going to be a long one episode 100, but we got. A whole nother calendar year, pretty much. Yeah, that as as happens. As we got so, a little
0: while until that happens. We so. got
1: time! Um, but other than how cool our 50th episode was, and now our 51st will be, what do we got for the days of the week, my friend? What do we got to look forward to?
0: I don't know if there's anything as cool as us doing episode 50, but we're going to figure it out. It's true. Uh, As you know, I don't look at these, I just screenshot and I go because the website tells me that I'm probably going to get a virus if I stay on it for too long. So I just go on (laughs) and then I screenshot what day it is and then I exit out real quick before the virus scandal out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So January 11th, we have National Arkansas Day, not Kansas Day, Arkansas.
1: So it's not Arkansas. Yes. Lies. Lies yeah. and slander.
0: <laughs> America, I don't believe you. America <laughs> is Spain.
1: What do you mean? Arkansas. <laughs> uh,
0: we also have national milk day uh, on January 11th, which Hell yeah. well, It's kind of random, I guess. Uh,
1: it's not random anymore 12. though, because of the amount of different milks. Okay. People are out here milking anything. How do you milk an almond? Do you know? Right. you milk oat? I don't know. I don't know if I want to know.
0: Probably harder than milking an almond.
1: And who looked at it and was like, "Yeah,
0: I'm gonna get milk out of this. I can get milk out of this." (laughs) Who looked at a solid nut and was like, "I could totally get milk out of this." (laughs) Like
1: a cow, I get it. They have an udder. That makes sense. You've seen
0: how many many almonds do you think it takes for one gallon of almond milk? For
1: one gallon. My guess, I'm going to say 2,000.
0: You think 2,000? Th- I think at least 5,000.
1: How many almonds
0: in a gallon of almond milk?
1: No. Uh, That's what a lie. You,
0: what, what number are you getting?
1: I'm on Reddit, so it's not really, you know, the. The most trustworthy thing of all time. Somebody said four? No way. Oh, okay. So they contain four almonds per cup, which is that's gotta be a
0: lie, right? Yeah. That just tells me that it's not almond milk. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's that's milk with almond flavoring. Okay, I don't know how you got it.
0: (laughs) You're telling me that there's four squirts of a cow's udder in one cup of milk? No. and a cow a cow's udder is way bigger than an almond so there's no way
1: oh it the problem no i don't care about the problems of drinking almond milk
0: i, the I need the math because it's not almond yeah it's true you're just drinking flavored liquid flavored so. milk at that point no flavored white liquid um that's disturbing but anyways <laughs> january day 12th <laughs> <laughs> january 12th uh we have national Curried chicken day which i guess you can use your almond milk to make some curry for your chicken um we have a national kiss a ginger day so you're gonna have to uh hey! you're gonna have to celebrate that one for us when's that uh, january
1: 12th oh so close what do you mean it's two days away from our
0: our, our anniversary so i could just yeah but you're gonna see one stone, stone so it's, it's true here but here like you know true. two birds one stone yeah yeah but i have two birds two stones so that's true. uh it is National Marzipan Day. I've heard the word. I'm not sure what a marzipan is, though. I have I don't no know idea have what a marzipan is. Here we go. Isn't it a uh, sauce? I thought so, but I'm not sure. Because oh, I don't It's really a, a, a
1: confection. When you make baked goods with it? Yes. Um, consisting primarily of sugar, honey, and almond meal those damn almonds sometimes, <laughs> augmented. Almonds <laughs> sometimes <laughs> augmented with almond oil or extract so i think it makes cookies no or it's like a filling i don't know it definitely involves
0: almonds i don't like the amount of almond talk we've had so far this episode <laughs> very strange, <laughs> <It's> strange. <laughs> um january 13th we have uh national rubber ducky day now the other day I was watching this, This I think it was a movie. I'm not 100% right. sure. It might have been a show. Um, but it was this foreign person. I don't know where, what country they were from. Um, but they were talking to an American person and they were like, you're American? And they were like, yeah. And he's like, tell me, what exactly is the use of a rubber ducky? What exactly is the purpose of a rubber ducky? And I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Like, you just throw them in a bathtub and that's it? Pretty much that's that that's what it. and they've been around for how long now like who's buying what? these things for that much who like how, how much money that? can you really be making off a of rubber ducky do you think there's like a black market for rubber duckies it's probably like the mattresses you ever see that where the girls like talking about how a mattress firm is a front <laughs> because you only need a new mattress it's, every like 30 years or something like that <laughs> <laughs> she's like who's buying all these mattresses it has to be a front <laughs> I mean think about it. When it's was gotta the last to be a time you bought a mattress?
1: Never in exactly, my life, at least. How is
0: mattress firms staying in business? Are people just burning their mattresses after two years? There are people that do
1: that though. There are people that like need a new mattress like on a yearly basis. So, so they expensive. do exist. It's so expensive. Those things For are not mattress. cheap, especially if you get like the tempur Pedics.
0: Oh, those are so comfortable though.
1: So the first rendition of a of a rubber ducky
0: is in the 1800s the late 1800s that's terrifying I for some, I'm getting like like original Mickey Mouse vibes where like kids don't want to hang out with it exactly <laughs> it's like it's
1: it does not look great um so American chemist Charles Goodyear inventor of the Goodyear tire
0: invented rubber invented
1: ducks? the rubber ducky no way or um the uh or the tire as well yeah
0: look at that a little history lesson for you charles though. goodyear Man, um, of many talents yeah charles goodyear is the man uh <laughs> <laughs> right on. rubber ducks and tires i mean come on uh january 14th we have national dress up your pet day uh so if you have any good pictures of your pets being dressed up send them my way please send Um,
1: the pictures
0: dm dm them to us on instagram because i love seeing pets dressed up especially when they're wearing shoes yes Um, agreed it's also national hot pastrami sandwich day i don't know if i've ever had a hot pastrami sandwich but it sounds delicious it sounds good i'm not i'm not gonna lie uh and then january 5th wait that's your january 14th is your anniversary correct yes yes so you um and january 15th we have National Bagel Day, huge! Heck yeah! I just had a bagel before we started recording. Bagels uh, it's are national. So great Hat Day! You're wearing a hat right now. What kind of hat I am wearing? wearing
1: a hat. What kind of hat is it? Wearing Philadelphia Flyers hat. Um, I'm a little bit sad. Uh, I was gonna say all the time, but you know, yeah, right hey. <laughs> we make uh, we make you know, there's a rotation and things like that. This there's is just kind of uh, my at home. <laughs>
0: what, what are you chuckling at?
1: Yeah, I'm I looked up pit bulls and suits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit disturbed at how many pictures of uh, Pitbull there is, as in the
0: recording artist <laughs> <laughs> in a <his> suit. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, well, it's not Jeff Bezos. Mr. <laughs> he's in the middle of his transformation. Yeah, Into did you pitbull. see
1: the white pants thing he had going I saw,
0: on? <laughs> I saw this meme the other day, and it was like it was like when um when Leonardo DiCaprio is flirting with your girl. And it was Jeff Bezos before and now. <laughs> 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 Thought it was hilarious. Speaking of Jeff Bezos and insanely rich people, uh, before we get into any golf talk, because that's probably not going to happen tonight. Um, <laughs> As you can tell, I heard about this thing. Have you heard of the J- Have you heard of the James Webb Space Telescope?
1: Yes, yes, I have.
0: Do you know Do you know what it is and what it does? Not necessarily. I've heard about it though. So basically, it's this super high tech telescope that NASA has sent into orbit a million miles away. Literally, literally almost a million miles away, they sent it into this random orbit. Um, and for those that are curious, a million Man. miles isn't really that far in space terms. It's not even to Mars, but it's pretty far. Um, yeah, it's far, far. Anyway, this thing is insane. So apparently what it's going to be able to do is use infrared lasers to look into other galaxies and basically, see if there's other life in other galaxies. That's how far these infrared lasers are, are about to go. That is fascinating. That they're going to be able to detect if there's like LED lights and like other things that show signs of life on other planets. And that's not even the craziest part. The craziest part is apparently this telescope is going to be able to show them the first stars. No. no. Yeah, apparently they're going to be able to see the first stars. They're They're going to be able to go out far enough to see it, which means that apparently they're going to be able to get a lot of information about how we started, because obviously the first stars came before Earth did. Right. Um, I I heard about it on another podcast, and I had to bring it up because I like space and people need to talk about this because... There's a very real chance we're going to know if aliens exist within the next year because this thing's already in space right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is currently um, 7 million, no, yeah, no, 712,846.678947 miles away from Earth. Yeah. And it's
0: going to get to like close to a million miles away from Earth, which again, not even at Mars, but apparently that's far enough that they're going to be able to see into the past, which is insane.
1: That is insanity.
0: Do you do you have a, do you have a venture of a guess of how much this telescope costed? If you haven't seen it yet,
1: uh, I'm looking at it right now, and I have absolutely no idea how much that would cost. My assumption is Trust. somewhere in the bill range, starts with a B. You are correct. Okay, ten
0: um, billion dollars woo! for this telescope sweet jesus insane if you like if you like space if you like stuff like that look it up it's called it's called the james webb space telescope it's pretty insane um there's like videos of like it setting itself up in space because they couldn't like send it up already made they had to like program it to set itself up once it gets up there yeah it's insane
1: first of all that's incredible
0: yeah like people are (laughs) insanely smart like i spent my 20 minute shower trying to figure out the best way not to smell like crap and these people are just like we're gonna make a telescope that sets itself up in space and then lets us see 14 billion years into the past
1: how am i going to properly make myself not smell today while there are people throwing 10 billion
0: dollars into space crazy
1: and have confidence enough in themselves to where this won't just fall apart
0: also also The person who is going to be the first one to send the infrared beam into the other galaxies, if they don't say when they press the button for the beam, fire the laser, it's a miss. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) It's a
1: miss. (laughs) All right, folks, is that time? Fire the
0: laser <laughs> it's, a, it's a total mess. you might as well just and you you might as well just crash it on on your own just just abort mission if they don't do that because there's no point in it being up there
1: you have the guy who's piloting it who refuses to press the button until he says it. he's just staring at him <laughs> i'll wait he's like go ahead press the button and the guy's like nope <laughs> you want to try that again <laughs> the doctor doesn't even know what's going on it looks over he just does the pinky thing he's like hmm, you gotta say it
0: you gotta say it fire the laser fire the laser, the... Fire the laser. You, said you said it wrong did you at least act a little excited a little bit
1: oh my god this is a golf <gasps> podcast. Believe it or not. This is a golf podcast. That's crazy. Uh, Well, let's get into that golf, shall we? Uh, So we had the century tournament of champions. For those of you that don't know what this is, it's usually the first event of the year. It's when all of the big names come back because it's a culmination of all of the guys that have won in the last year of golf have won a tournament. So that is a grand total of 38 gentlemen. The winner of the Century Tournament of Champions had to literally break a record for lowest score in PGA Tour history just to win by one stroke. That is what had to happen for Cam Smith to win this tournament, shooting a 34 under. It's insane. That is rounds of 65, 64, 64, and 65.
0: What? I got a question for you, right? Do you think you're ever going to shoot 34 birdies in your life? Never,
1: (laughs) never, ever. Obviously there's a
0: few eagles sprinkled in there for, for our boy Cam Smith, but he did in fact shoot a couple um, of eagles. Yes. I don't think in my entire life, I'm ever going to shoot 34 birdies. I might, I mean, golf, I'm probably going to golf for a long time. So there's like a chance and I have a few, but 34 under par in one weekend is yeah. absolutely insane because it's a 72 hole tournament which means that he almost shot almost half of his shots were were equal to birdies yes what he averaged below par for a tournament how many did he have any bogeys how many bogeys did he have he had two bogeys on He had one bogey on Thursday and two bogeys on Friday.
1: Yeah, he back to back bogeyed on Friday. And everybody was like, oh, that's going to be tough to get back from because he's fighting against Rom. And he was like, you want to know what? He still
0: shot a 64.
1: (laughs) Excuse (laughs) me? Um, He in total shot 31 birdies, three eagles.
0: I don't think I'm ever going to get three Eagles either. No, you know, I don't, think, <laughs> I honest, I don't not, think that's ever happening.
1: I may not get three Eagles in my lifetime. That I might have not one apparently,
0: And I don't know if I'm going to get any more.
1: I don't even have one. I'm not even sure if that's a possibility for me, uh, but the guy that came in second, you know, world number one, John Rom, Yeah. He tied the record for most birdies in a single tournament at 32 and he didn't win. <laughs> He didn't even win it. He gave it second absolute insanity in Hawaii. Uh, also, I do want to make sure that I mention that uh, even the player said it. Um, uh, Kapalua was playing about as easy as humanly possible because there was almost no wind, which is very hard to do at a Hawaiian course. There was no rain, but the conditions were soft and these guys are just picking this golf course apart. Um, I'll read the top five scores for you here. 34 under, 33 under, 32 under, 26 under, 25 under. Those those were your top five scores. And I uh, I want to shine a little bit of light on the guy that came in number three because he's a name that you might not immediately recognize. Uh, Cam Smith's fellow Australian, Matt Jones. He also broke a record. So every guy in the top three required breaking a record. To be in the top three. And two of them lost. <laughs> two of them had to lose. Uh, Matt Jones broke the record for most uh, or for lowest 36-hole score with a 23-under. So Thursday, Friday, he was 9-under. Saturday, Sunday, he was 23-under.
0: And he shot 12-under on Sunday. Yes,
1: I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, and he came in third. Came in third I would place. like, I would <laughs>
0: like to, I would like to shine some light on our man in number fourth, Patrick Cantlay. How many tournaments have you Eddie seen ice. anybody come even close to twenty six under? Yeah, and, and not now, just you know now he not, comes in twenty six under and he loses by eight strokes, <laughs> and he looks like he was off
1: the mark, which is ridiculous to say to somebody who just shot twenty six under. Uh, but it looks like, you know, with there not being a three in front of that two-digit number, it's like, oh, you know, I guess he wasn't much, Uh, because he wasn't playing well. And you're like, hmm, wasn't and playing if, well. <laughs> are you, and if you, you really want to feel like garbage
0: <laughs> about yourself, our man in 38th, Jason Kokrak, shot seven under on the weekend. Yep. That's an average of almost two under for each round. And he
1: came in dead last. There are some tournaments where seven under puts you in the top ten. You, you can win
0: some tournaments at seven under.
1: Yeah, like if you are seven under at the US Open,
0: you're you have in, a chance to win. You're in winning. a good spot. You're in a <laughs> great spot.
1: Uh, but at the Tournament of Champions,
0: you you're going to be at 34 under. It's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> the, only way <laughs> 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 the only way is to beat a record. You have to beat a record <laughs> and then you have a chance.
1: Yeah. Then you have to have top but a <laughs> three locked up. You have to break a record to have top three locked and loaded. Okay. <laughs>
0: how, How do you think JT feels, by the way? breaking a record of the lowest course score oh yeah and then just having it broken or tied in the exact in the same day, the same day. you imagine you shoot a 61 you're like this is great I just shot the best co- score ever at this course and then later that same day someone else does it and you're like well well that was nice while it lasted I guess can you undrink the champagne that I'm sure you drank like uh, <laughs> yeah so Justin Thomas also
1: yeah. ends up breaking a record uh, 61 being the course's lowest score. Uh, and then a couple of hours later, John Rom says "uh-uh," and does the same exact thing on the I'll same exact house. day. And it's
0: it's just. And then Matt fun. Jones does it again on Sunday.
1: And then Matt Jones is <laughs> like, "I will repeat what you gentlemen do, and I will do it on
0: Sunday." I see your cooler. sixty-one, and I match.
1: <laughs> this tournament was absolutely banana lands. Um, and I think the best way to kind of put it i guess was because of how soft the conditions were you, like every approach shot every approach shot was hanging on the green yeah. it was smacking it was spinning back pretty much everybody's approach shots were they were on and two they were on and under regulation and the putting especially from the top 10 guys the putting was absolutely bonkers I mean obviously you have to putt well to you know tie a birdie record obviously you have to putt well to break uh, the scoring record on the PGA tour obviously you have to putt well if you're going to break the course record obviously you have to putt well if you're Matt Jones and you break the 36 hole record um,
0: what how many records can be broken in one tournament the season's just begun i wonder i wonder if there's anyone if anyone said anything about that how many records i'm exhausted This is incredible.
1: It's not just that they broke the records either. It's that they made it look so simple to do. Yeah. Like they just made it look easy, which is bonkers to make shooting a 34 under look easy. But Cam Smith did it with his beautiful mullet and mustache.
0: I was trying to find that video that we have from when, uh, when we saw him, but I would oh, say it. it's
1: saved on the Instagram somewhere.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah, I'll have to re- I'll have to relocate it. I was going to I was going <laughs> to post that again. That's what I
1: immediately thought about when he wanted to. I was like, Rick's gonna go find that. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find it
0: to post it and then I, I couldn't find it anywhere. I don't understand how Instagram works.
1: I'll see if I can't locate it. Um, yeah, so what I have in the notes here is it literally takes breaking a record to even attempt to win this tournament. Yeah. Because you can break records all you want, you can tie records. You do, still not coming in first, apparently. <laughs>
0: I, I'm looking <laughs> at this this article from uh, CBS Golf right now because they were doing like the rankings or the ratings for players this weekend, mm-hmm. and it was it was a little graphic from this weekend, most under par in a 72 hole event. Um, so we have Ernie Els, who previously held the record in the 2003 Century Tournament of Champions, right? Uh, and he was at 31 under, which means that all three. Of these guys, if they had finished where they finished, would have broken the record if Cam Smith wasn't there. If Correct. Matt Jones shot 32 and nobody else shot 32, he would have broken the record. If John Rom shot 33 and nobody else shot 33, he would have broken the record. And Cam Smith did break the record. So all three of the tops, all three of the <laughs> lowest scores over 72 holes in the PGA tour since 1950 are from this weekend. That's banana lands. <laughs> that is.
1: Is that that's, that's insane? That's, You're just that's saying crazy. words now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how to feel. It is that's, January 10th. We have the warm months that. to still happen. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, just looking at the data from this tournament, it's absolutely bonkers. First and foremost, so the average score to par, five strokes under. That's for every round. Yeah, the um, the average yeah. score to par per round is four yeah. is five under. The driving accuracy, eighty one percent, which is Jeez. up there. But also, you have to take into account that uh, Kapalua's fairways are like
0: miles wide. Yeah. even though you know, I also don't understand what driving accuracy means. So, it's a
1: percentage of like is it you just know, like how close hit. to the middle of the fairway you hit?
0: Uh yeah, basically. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're what you're. I never accurate. understood it when when they show the graphics on the thing. It's like the ball is just like in the air, and it's like changing where the accuracy is. Right, and <laughs> oh this God, one, this one blows my mind a
1: little bit because this usually isn't what it looks like, even for the PGA Tour. The missed fairway penalty, which is kind of a data point that kind of calculates how much did missing the fairway hurt you. Less than a half a stroke. Jeez. These these guys that were accumulated on a golf course this last weekend in in Kapalua in Maui of Hawaii were like less than a stroke harmed by missing a fairway, which
0: is they must have had a lot of pina ridiculous. coladas because they were feeling loose.
1: They were feeling
0: loose.
1: I mean, it was it was ridiculous. It was truly ridiculous. Um, and then we'll we'll talk about the the little the advanced stats here of our winner. Strokes gained putting first. Strokes gained around the greens seventh. Strokes gained approach seventh. Strokes gained, uh, ooh, where'd it go? Ah, yes, there we go. Uh, strokes gained off the tee first. Strokes gained tee to green third. Strokes gained total first. What <laughs> you came in the top 10 in pretty much every strokes gain category that matters and. Broke a record and that's how how you do it. I mean, that's how it's done. Yeah. yeah. But like to do it like that with all that heat on you, he won by one stroke and broke the PGA tour record
0: against the number one player in the world. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. When you're in the final group with the number one player in the world and you're both at 30 plus under that's like,
1: yeah. And Cam Smith's only 28 years old.
0: That's like top tier pressure right there.
1: It young. might only
0: it might only just be at Kapalua. It might just be a, the first tournament of 2022. Like it might not be the biggest thing in the world, but you're still against the number one player in the world, and you're yeah. both fighting shot for shot, basically on on your Sunday rounds, trying to yes, be better. Sunday than the other
1: Sunday was bonkers with the two of them playing together. But also Cam Smith, you know this is nothing to sneeze at because let's let's read off the last winners here from 2016 to present. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, Harris English, Cam Smith. That is quite the company to be in. You know who also <laughs> never broke the PGA Tour scoring record for, for a tournament? Tiger Woods never did that.
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that.
1: <laughs> but Cam Smith did. The did Tiger
0: match. ever play at Kapalua?
1: <laughs> I don't – I think so. He's had to have, right? I mean – Did
0: he ever play at Kapalua when there was no wind?
1: probably not because I I feel like that might be impossible and I still can't believe it happened
0: so so let me ask you this is is Cam Smith just that good or if Tiger was playing in his prime this weekend what would he have shot
1: oh my gosh I think Tiger probably would have broken the record um above cam smith's score in his yeah. prime with no wind or rain at kapalua just because when you have a course like that no wind or rain and you have a professional golfer you saw what happens now you yeah bring, i mean now like you, you bring said, the tiger? fairways are massive now the fairways are massive tiger, yeah. there's no trees
0: like it's no. basically
1: like links what you really got to be concerned about Hawaii. is water. you know yeah and oh it... <sighs> but then you ask the question is cam smith that good and that's where we kind of run into a fascinating topic here: is is Cam Smith actually that good? Um, because if you look at, especially from the end of last season to the, the the few tournaments he's played at the beginning of this year to this one, I mean, since October seventeenth, twenty twenty one, he's played in four tournaments: T nine at the CJ Cup, at the uh, Enterprise Houston Open, T fifteen at the RSM Classic, T four at the Century Tournament of Champions i didn't know we would have to have this conversation about cam smith until right now
0: I maybe mean, he's been he's been slowly and quietly just being one of those guys that's kind of breaking out it's um, so
1: quiet too it's he's crazy. not
0: he's not a Colin Warikawa, he's not a victor hovlin he's not uh comeback jordan spieth like he's not He's just not an attention grabber, which is weird because he's a mullet and he's the only person yeah, right? that has a mullet you would think that would make some some more waves. Yeah, he's an um, Australian
1: with a mullet too. Like, yeah, you, extra I, you would think that would
0: just make you automatically like
1: the coolest on you. Exactly, um, but I guess not.
0: But he's just been slowly and quietly just becoming one of those guys that we're probably going to see at the top of the leaderboard most weeks. Yeah, and I'm looking at his uh,
1: his current skill profile chart here. Um, and basically when you kind of think about the guys who are very popular, um, IE pretty much Bryson or Phil Mickelson or, or or John Daly or any of those guys, they hit the ball really far. And as one thing cam Smith does not do is hit the ball very far. He is smack dab at tour average in that category. And he's below tour average in driving accuracy, but you know what he is. He is a full two strokes above tour average in approach. He's a full two strokes above tour average around the green. And he's an entire two and a half strokes above tour average at putting.
0: Two and a half strokes? Two
1: and a half strokes over tour average. That's a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. 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 That is a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If I could have two and a half strokes around, I'd be very happy.
1: It's insane. It's truly insane because... You know, he he drove the ball really well at this tournament. And if this is what happens when he drives the ball well, when he doesn't kind of go into being a little bit below tour average in his driving statistics, I'm scared. Watch out. <laughs> this Like, if he figured out his driving, we have a whole new golfer to be worried about all year. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, we've been talking about how it's going to be the Colin Show, and I still stand stand staunch in that. Yeah, I still think it will
0: be the Colin Show this year.
1: But I mean, let's worry a little bit about the Australian Wonder Boy, the Thunder from Down Under, Cam Smith.
0: The Thunder from Down Under. Oh yeah. Did you just come up with that, or did you hear that somewhere?
1: I can't remember if I heard it from somewhere. I feel like I probably did, but it's not, it wasn't like a, a direct correlation in my brain. Huh. It was just somewhere floating around in there. I mean, we're using that. We're, we are so using that. Um, also some notable shout outs for some golfers in this tournament. Obviously Patrick Canley coming to fourth. Colin Murakawa, T5 with JT at 25 under.
0: Oh. depressing T5.
1: really depressing T5. Um, Kevin Kisner in the top 10, 24 under.
0: That's so depressing for Kiz.
1: I know because I crazy. don't know
0: how many rounds he has under or how many weekends he has under 20.
1: Right? It's insane to me that Kevin Kisner gets 24 under and can't break the top five. That's tough. <laughs> but I mean, when first, sure. pla- when first place is 10 strokes less
0: than your score, yeah, you but. To- when you're when you're a guy like Kevin Kisner like this is your time to shine at the beginning of the year before the big guys get into form like and you're going out and you're shooting 24 under on a weekend you're shooting six under average on a round like on your rounds like you're feeling good oh yeah as a Kevin Kisner you're feeling yeah. good and then you look at the leaderboard and you lost by 10 and you're like I don't know what what else could I've done like <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of like Kevin Kisner's uh
1: that's kind of his mantra though. He's like, look, I shot 24 under. I came in T eight. That's a bigger check than I usually get. What are you going to do? We move on. Yeah. Because I mean, what are you going to do 24 under and you can't even can't even crack it's, the top five. What are you going to do? Yeah. I don't, you can't be mad about it. Even more insane. And we, we mentioned about John Rom's 32 birdies uh, in a, in a tournament tying the record. Um, He's also slightly a robot. Here's a little story, an article from golf.com that I found. Um, so what most golfers who have accompanied themselves with a, with a brand. So for John Rom, Callaway, for Brooks Koepka, um, Strixon, so on and so forth, they'll do some testing for their new clubs for the upcoming season. Now the, uh, the team at Callaway has the rogue ST line coming out for their drivers, their woods and their hybrids, so on and so forth. So when they were doing driver testing over the off season, you know, they were doing just the regular test the driver, use the track man, which uh, always reports and spits out spin rates and all the statistical stuff that I nerd out about. It spits out for him. So it's it's just, it's safe to assume usually for uh, golf fitters and stuff like that, that any golfer, even a professional's uh, spin rate will vary from, you know, 300 to 400 RPMs either way, depending on where the ball came off the club face, because it usually it's. Very difficult. I will no longer say impossible. Very difficult, impossible for me and Rick to hit the ball in the middle of the club face every time to get the most pure stats.
0: Possible. Oh, yeah, every time. Pretty much impossible.
1: Yeah, pretty much possible. However, it's not because John Rom, while he was testing the Callaway Rogue ST driver, hit it perfectly in the middle of the club face every single time and then made it a game to see how how many times he could do it i don't have the exact number of times that he did it but i have some quotes from there like uh from what the guys remember um he kept looking back and saying do you need another one i can't hit it better than that and then kept hitting it perfect every time. better one. than the
0: last one <laughs>
1: so john rom is basically a robot um and that's just kind of how the how the world's working right now um yeah, well, I don't know if we're gonna do an episode about the uh, different companies releasing the new clubs or whatever. Because usually, if you're a golfer, if you follow this podcast, you'll find that stuff out on Twitter, or Instagram. Yeah, you'll you'll find out. You don't. TaylorMade had their new one come out. Yeah, the Stealth was used this was last stealth. weekend by the TaylorMade yeah. guys. The Rogue ST was used by Which the Callaway guys. So on. Uh, and so forth.
0: Strixon just came is coming out with their Z Star Diamonds. Thanks to Brooks Kepka. I mean, absolutely. We can't just gloss over the fact that they're coming out with a ball called the Z-Star Diamond. That's fresh. I mean it's
1: it's something. Um fresh. just the name alone is like
0: damn. Y'all y'all said Diamond? Like just think about like the top the top ball names that you get. You got the Callaway Chrome Soft. Chrome Soft. You got the TaylorMade what's the TaylorMade one? Uh
1: the what's TaylorMade the is the uh what is the Taylor made one? I have a TP five. That's the TP five. I think the tour, the tour guys use lame. <laughs> that is a lame name. <laughs> like, Was it titanium five? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, the Gosh. only one that the only one that rivals it is the Kirkland. Oh, Kirkland. Signature. I don't even know what theirs is. It's just Kirkland. I think it's just Kirkland signature. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. That's just top notch right there. But like the Z star diamond so give good. me a million of them so, so good the ball in the water and let's let's not just ignore also
1: you know uh brooks's comment on the post from Srixan. he comments on the shrickson instagram post there's a reason i made the change that ball is legit good enough for me I don't I don't know if we quite mentioned how important it was for Brooks Kepka to choose a company, being one it. of the hottest free agents in golf, I love and it. refusing to sign with other companies. There is something about this ball, folks. I don't know what it is. I don't know what is inside of it. Hopefully, I can find uh, find those balls. Send it to that guy on TikTok that he cuts them in half. Um, That's a thing. I, yeah, there's this guy on TikTok that has like a pretty decent following. He just cuts golf balls in half.
0: Huh?
1: And it's actually quite like
0: decides what decides what's in there.
1: Yeah. They, they see if it's a, if it's a three layer, two layer, if it's polyurethane, how many layers there are, things like that. Now, Bruce Kapka did end up coming in, you know, T28 in the century tournament champions, but he was 15 under.
0: (laughs) I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. It's insane. Um, and like we've said a million times already, and we'll say it a million times again, these guys aren't in their final form yet. This is Kapalua. These guys are here to relax. No one, no one went in here expecting to need to shoot 34 under to win. They were like, "We're going to Hawaii, sure, let's go, sure. <laughs> let's um, let's have
1: fun in Hawaii. Why not?"
0: Yeah, Ko- Jason Kograg was like at the club and at the at the casino the whole time. Like he didn't care. He was just happy to be there. He was just um, happy. to will want say this. To play. I will say this. If you need a golf brand, if you're not if you're not like set on your your favorite kind of of golf brand like you're not a callaway person you're not a tailor person pick up Srixon on because it's going to be big brooks kepka is a four-time major winner he's going to win more majors because he's brooks kepka and he's going to do it with Srixon. on and a, Matsuyama a, just won he's a five-time Srixon.
1: major winner because we're including the people's
0: major okay so he's a five-time, he's a
1: five-time <laughs> i, I count okay, it okay
0: Hideki just won the masters two years ago with it like Strixon and Cleveland golf are about to blow up. So get on board now before it does. So you can call yourself a hipster. And
1: And you want to, exactly.
0: And you want to talk about one of the most fun
1: Irishmen of all time. Yeah. Shane Lowry. Lowry, Also Strixon Cleveland. We rest our case. Although I'm a Callaway guy, but I can always support other brands doing huge things like Strixon is doing (laughs) right now. Um, I was actually going to say that for the end, but I, I enjoyed talking about it now. Um, That's so cool. But other than John Ron being a robot and the hottest free agent in golf equipment, literally announcing how cool Srixon is and the amount that Srixon stock probably just went through the roof. (laughs) Let's get into some other golf news. So this this news here is Bryson related, but it's not Bryson hate, which is a fascinating change for us new um so Bryson decided to go full baseball cap for all four days and what we do know about Bryson it's even involved in his logo is he wears those weird um English hats what are those things
0: called I don't know what they're called what's that style stupid
1: (laughs) Bryson hat um it says golf cap I don't think that's the
0: that's it looks almost like Like he's worried about the rain with that one. So like he hits the top and it just like slowly goes off and like at a nice, nice even slope runs off his hat.
1: Yeah, it says golf hat, which I don't believe is the title of what the hat actually is, but think peaky blinders. That's what he's wearing on top of his head. (laughs) Um, (laughs) except way less cool. Um, But he decided to to go full baseball hat for this uh, this weekend tournament here. Do you think that's a full change he's going to do? Because we've seen him start wearing the baseball hat more often.
0: I don't think it's a full change. We've seen him do this before at the beginning of seasons where when the tournaments aren't quite as serious, he kind of he kind of loosens up a little bit as far as as far as his attire goes. Uh, We've seen him do. We saw him do this last year, too. Uh, I don't think it's a permanent change. I don't think he's going to stray away from it solely because like you said, it is his, his kind of brand. Um, right. Like he's like, what's he going to do? Just change the whole logo of his, of his little stupid brand that he has. Um <laughs> <laughs> a little stupid brand. Yeah. He has a little, little dumb brand. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't see it being a permanent change. I think he's going to continue to frustrate us with his clothing choices for the rest of the season. Um, I think it's maybe the rest of, of his thing. life, probably the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So he's gone full baseball hat and he's also going to be out of the upcoming Sony open in Hawaii, uh, apparently reporting wrist injury, which is interesting because on from. Friday he decided to tweet. Uh, he made the decision himself to send out this tweet um, that hitting 200 ball speed felt easy. Uh, he missed 29 of a possible 60 fairways. He only hit 31 of a 60 fairways possible. Yeah, but he uh, hit it was, well
0: far, so. But, yeah, yes. Okay, so
1: he led, he <laughs> led, that's the, all field, led the field in, in driving distance, sure. Uh, was in 33rd in strokes gained off the tee. That's not going to help.
0: There's, You're not helping was, yourself. By the way, uh, Jason Kokrak finished 38. There was not that many people <laughs> in the field. <laughs> it's It's different if you have a full 120 man field (laughs) yeah no this was 38
1: people so you came in 33rd in the field and strokes gained off the tee um which is crazy because you know when you think of bryson dechambeau you think of driver immediately you don't think about the rest of his game and that's because the rest of his game is also not that good also garbage (laughs) it's not great let's look at his overall stats here um so he was in strokes gained putting, eighteenth, which is actually right smack dab in the middle. So not not yeah. too hard. Uh, strokes gained around the greens, thirtieth. Strokes gained approach, twelfth. Strokes gained off the tee, thirty three. We we already went through that. So strokes, ga- strokes gained strokes gained tee to green, twenty six. His It's so, so bad when you're when your
0: whole mantra is that you hit the ball far and you're 26 in strokes gain T to green.
1: It's awful. You're and supposed you're- to be
0: first. It's like you can send out that tweet that it felt easy if you're first. Yeah. If you're first in, in strokes, gain T to green. Go ahead. Send it out. Do your thing. He doesn't have a publicity team. I guarantee you. There's no way. That someone on a publicity team yeah, is like, yeah, totally tweet that out. Yeah, yes. send that <laughs> out. That's genius. <laughs> there's no way if there is if that's what's happening. though, he needs a new publicity team because they are horrible at their jobs. He's got to find new PR
1: because if there's a guy sitting there going, oh yeah, tweet that. That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's genius. I mean, if... <laughs> <laughs> you want fans? This tweet. This, this, this tweet will get Those you fans. there. <laughs> I'll retweet it right now. But I think it's disturbing to me at how focused he is at hitting 200-mile-an-hour ball speed and not focused at the fact that he is uh, – at after tour average is taken into account, he is an entire one-and-a-half strokes below tour average. He is – however, he is an entire three strokes above tour average in distance. One thing – is more important just because you pulled off this strategy one time at the U.S. Open He's does ride not it mean it's going to work forever. Yeah. He's going to ride it for the rest of his life. Yes, you did it one time at the U.S. Open at winged foot. It was cool. It was, but there was barely any trees, and it was just that the rough was like six inches <laughs> thick, but you had spotters who were finding that ball for you. Oh Yes, yeah. you are strong enough to hit it out of that rough. We get it. But it courses where there's trees. It courses where there's water. It courses where there's other hazards that your pure strength that you cannot be able to take it out. out. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to help. It's 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 a crazy concept to me that he would tweet that out being twenty sixth
0: in strokes gained. D you t- to green. Gotta be first. How do you think you that's can't. smart? You, you can make okay, top three, even I'll give you top three. You can say it, but you cannot be twenty sixth in the field absolutely not you could not be at that point no and be like this tweet no ah,
1: this one <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he is out um of the sony open at hawaii which is uh this coming weekend's tournament so we do hope that he does recover we never want to see athletes injured because what do we want to do we want to watch the athletes so we can't make fun of you bryson if you're hurt so come back
0: um <laughs> we kind of can it's the wrist I'm injury. we low-key
1: can uh Are before we, we get into do we really know how he hurt his wrist it's, no we don't probably from swinging too hard sure because <laughs> it felt easy you know had to try harder <laughs>
0: not too easy gotta try harder Breaks up.
1: because the human body can only withstand so much and i don't understand that concept um yeah. some other news to note here uh there were three rule changes so uh, well the biggest rule changes uh kind of uh, for the 2022 PGA Tour season, number one, the driver length has been shortened. The uh, The cap used to be 48 inches. The cap is now 46 inches, which is your basic driver on tour pretty much. Um, so it's those guys who are those guys who are suggesting, you know, much longer ones for for more, you know, distance shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, it's a good
0: way. To, it's a good way to keep keep distance in check.
1: True. Um, but the guys suggesting that like Phil Nicholson and Bryson DeChambeau, unfortunately, are stuck at the 46 max length. Um, number two, Green's books got a makeover. So the PGA Tour has imp- is implementing a local rule requiring players and caddies to use approved yardage books. I don't know when they'll get those approved yardage books, though, because I know and you know, and I think everybody that follows PGA knows Caddies like to, during the week, go out, walk the course by themselves, and write their own notes in the yardage book. I'm not sure. Are they still going to be able to do that? I would assume so.
0: I would hope so,
1: because that almost ruins having a caddy.
0: Yeah, there's really no reason to have a caddy if you're not going to have someone giving you that type of insight
1: like the information that they know you want, not that other golfers would want, yeah. you know,
0: like there's, yeah. I'm sure
1: Bryson's yardage book looks a lot different than Kevin. Yeah. It's, you know? it's
0: completely individualized by yeah. golfer.
1: So I hope they, they get them to the caddies in time, these approved yardage books, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, I think this rule came off of the heels of uh, the big scene that was made over Bryson's yardage books and how much information was in there. Um, So I guess they're trying to make sure there's no extra advantage made
0: by anybody. I'm confused how you get like, like, obviously you can get a little bit of like, how are you going to get that significant of an advantage from a yardage book? I'm curious.
1: I think it has to be like pre-approved to where you can't have like. I don't even know. Like, well, I'm like, I'm wondering what information Bryson and his caddy could have gotten that other golfers couldn't have.
0: Yeah, because it's all you it's know? all in the preparation. Like, you yeah. get it. Like you said, you get it from the practice rounds. You get these distances. You get the yardages that your your golfers hitting it from these practice rounds. Like, what information are you possibly gonna get that's gonna give you that much of an advantage? Like, I, I just don't understand it.
1: Yeah, and you know, I also don't understand it, but. Hey, what are you going to do? You know, um, uh, number three amateur status change. So there are no longer restrictions. Ooh, excuse me. No longer restrictions related to receiving expenses or using one's name, image, or likeness to promote or advertise. Um, so this basically means that amateur golfers can now make money off of them being a golfer, which is super great. It adds a, an added aspect that will help these amateur golfers focus solely on golf instead of some of them having to have other jobs and stuff like that. So that'll be very helpful for those amateur golfers trying to make their way on the smaller tours around the nation. Um, But those are the three major rule changes. Uh, Another thing to note here. Yes, Uh, as far as the USGA U.S. Women's Open, they announced their upcoming locations and also that they will be doubling their purse for the U.S. Women's Open, which is really cool. Um, They have a bunch of great courses announced. They have Riviera Country Club, Inverness Club, Oakmont, Pinehurst, um, Pinehurst Oakland Hills, uh, Pinehurst number two. Oh, nice. Yeah. And also um, Pebble Beach. They have them all laid out till 2029. The doubling of the purse. Uh, I'm hoping this means that they'll be better at advertising the Women's US Open. Um, This is a great step for the the LPGA's game. And um, I'm super excited that they announced these really cool courses for these ladies to be playing. Um, Also excited to see what the quarter sisters will do with these courses. That is an, that is going to be an exciting watch folks. I guarantee it.
0: Definitely. Um,
1: All right. So let's get into that upcoming Sony open in Hawaii. We got the power rankings here for you folks. Um, The top five, Probably will be a shock to you because all of those big golfers that were just playing uh, are saying, "You want to know what?" They're
0: now I'm relaxing. I'm gonna
1: relax in Hawaii now. So we got some nobodies, <laughs> quote unquote, but we also have some names of note.
0: So some let's get somebodies. into
1: this. Let's get into this top five here, Rick. I'm gonna give you five names. Give me five to one. You ready, my friend?
0: I guess so. Let's try it.
1: Mark Leishman. Oh God. Webb Simpson. Oh jeez. <laughs> Sung JM Okay, Man I got, who never I got, stops going one. I got number one. <laughs> so far anyway.
0: Cam Smith. Okay, never mind. Corey Connors. Okay, if you tell me that Sung JM is behind Mark Leishman and whoever the first person was you said. Who was the first person? Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson. Yeah, okay. So it's got to be it's got to be Mark Leishman 5. It is not. Or Webb Simpson. Are they it Are switched? Neither, Neither, Neither of them are four and five. No. I quit. I, I'm, done. I'm done. I'm not even going to continue guessing. Just you tell know me. Who else <laughs> ahead of? I'm just not even going to continue guessing. Just tell me. Do
1: you know who else they're ahead of?
0: They're not ahead of Cam Smith, are they? Smith. He just won. <laughs> <laughs> How do these people make their decisions?
1: <laughs> the man
0: just literally broke... The, tour the, the same record. people that do PR for Bryson DeChambeau must be making these lists.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're the same people. Um, like, wow, Cam, Smith, writing- Cam
0: Smith only reached 175 ball speed this week. There's no way that he's gonna beat Mark Leishman. Oh God, it's so funny. That's oh, impossible. all right. Well, <laughs> is I'll Sung just- JM at least one? No. Are you kidding me? He's five. Is is Mark Leishman number one? No, Corey Connors is. <laughs> Okay, that I can at least kind of accept.
1: But then it's Mark Leishman who absence in two and three. That doesn't
0: make any sense to
1: it's, me. It's bananas. It makes no
0: sense to me at all.
1: All right, let's hear him out. Let's see what they said. All right. Sung Jae Im, number five. Tack on another four sub-70s for the 23-year-old at Kapalua, where he finished T8 for a fourth straight top 20 uh, in this season. He's three no for three. No chance he wins
0: this week. No,
1: not at all. <laughs> three for three at y- YLA with two top 25s and a scoring average of 67.83. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good to me. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Uh Cam Smith, you know, tour record holder for the uh low score in a weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Really. Uh <laughs> now that now that he's won each leg of the Aloha swing, he can become he can become the latest to pick off both in the same season. The 2020 Sony champ. Yeah, by the way, he won the Sony last year. That happened. Um, is six for six. in Wiley leads the tour in strokes gained tee to green. Why? Why did you put these three people ahead of I these two? To, I,
0: I have, have to know why Mark Leishman is ahead. So
1: fascinating. Uh, all right. Number three, Webb Simpson owns a CH3-esque record at YLA with 11 cuts made in as many appearances. All of the last seven were top 20s. He's gone T4, third, T4 since 2018. Top 15s in the last two official starts of 2021. That's all fine and dandy. It is. It it is. It's all fine and dandy. But is that better?
0: I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with him being third, if that's the reasoning. I have an issue with the other people that are in first and second.
1: Well, well, we'll find out about why Mark Leishman is number two. All right. Another non-winner at YLA who's manufactured a resume that makes CH3 proud. The Aussie is 12 for 12 with four top 10s among seven top 20s, coming off a T10 at the century, T-O-C. How? Okay. My, look, I and this no is no disrespect to Mark. This is no disrespect to Mark. This is all disrespect about every ounce that I possess in this body. To rob Bolton of PGA Sir, explain yourself. I do not understand. And specifically, how is Hideki Matsuyama six? Kevin Kisner 10, Billy Horschel 12, Matt Jones, who just broke a record
0: <laughs> in 13. 13- <laughs> what? Oh my god. How right. how do you start off with with Cam Smith literally just won last week? One at this tournament last year, but you know what? He's probably not going to win. He's, he's, we'll yeah, give he's him got no, fit. he's
1: got no chance. He's and then no you go chance. to, you go to Mark
0: Leishman. And it's like, he's never won here. He's pretty much sucks all around. Um, he's a shoo-in. <laughs> he's probably going to win. <laughs> I don't know. <understand>. Uh, <laughs> Number
1: one, Corey Connors possesses the power to contend anywhere, but it's his precision from T to green that elevates him as a primary threat at YLA, where he's three for three with a T3 and a T12.
0: Mm. hasn't won it though he hasn't won it though dan <laughs> smith did didn't shoot under par this past week <laughs> well, under par no i was talking about matt
1: oh oh yeah matt jones forgot- <laughs> right forgot that he did that too i am i am beyond baff- baffled <laughs> at what this is <laughs> sir if i could revoke you of your ability to write these these power rankings i would but i can't so i have to read these unfortunately <laughs> i don't i don't like you rob bolton i don't <laughs> okay <laughs> damn it what was that all righty what else do we got before we get into the two-man scramble oh the tom brady t-shirt for those of you that didn't see it you can hop on over to twitter and just search tom brady augusta t-shirt i will explain to you uh, it to you here though um so tom brady back in 1999 i believe when he was drafted or was that 98 when he was drafted
0: I 99 because 2000 was his first year starting
1: right back in those years uh he was doing some interview or whatever and he was wearing a t-shirt and the top of the t-shirt in big bold black lettering says i got a hole in one at agasta national which is great nice in between i got a hole in one or i got a hole and also in one there's small black lettering that says in my socks. And <laughs> it is hysterical. And I want one. I wonder what they're going for right now. Cause I'm sure that shirt is being bought up everywhere. Yeah, day. it
0: had to, it had to, if it wasn't made before, it's definitely being made now.
1: My socks at Augusta National.
0: Where is it? Where's
1: the t shirt? There it is. Yeah, right now it's only $18. Huh.
0: We should make one and sell it for $25.
1: do oh, not folks show. Sure. <laughs> absolutely i got a hole in my socks in one at a gushin. i got a hole in one of my socks <laughs> it's ridiculous uh, but i just thought it was very funny and enough to bring up but let's go ahead and get in to that ye old two-man scramble here we got some uh some questions this week let me see if i can go find them there we go <clears throat> oh <laughs> First one, first one called me off guard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. I think my answer is going to be easy. Um, which male golfer would you turn for? Which I'm assuming she means turn gay for. I'm assuming. Yeah, no, this the- is this
0: my girlfriend for those, yes. uh, <laughs> for those <laughs> days yeah. where this question came. Yeah, um, that's right. It was, it was my girlfriend. Uh, so, yeah, what, what do you got? Ask <laughs> the hard hitting questions.
1: These are the ones that matter. I am torn between just an actually objectively attractive gentleman or um, one of the most attractive gentlemen I've ever seen with my eyes. Um, so I'm going to go with Cam Smith because I love a good mullet and a mustache. That man is amazing in every way. The, the other option was Matt's uh, was Matt Wolfe. So you can figure out who I was talking about with those descriptions. Uh, but I'm going to go Cam
0: Smith. Uh, I feel like I know yours, but I don't know if you're going to throw me a, for a loop I'm here. going to throw you for a whirl because you don't. Um, so here's, here's the thing. I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm excited. I, don't know, I don't think anyone can actually make me flip. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pretend for a little bit. Uh, and we're going to go with Phil Mickelson. Because he is currently worth four hundred million dollars, so I'm gonna be in it for the dough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a gold digger. Are you money chasing right bit. now? I'm be You're a gold digging. Digger for a
1: bit. Damn it! I mean, hey, uh, you have
0: all you want. I'll get you coffee though. I'll get you some. Of that hey, I appreciate that. Give me stuff. that. Uh,
1: give me. Give me more of my. Uh, this is empty now. Uh, the good stuff for wellness.
0: <laughs> Got
1: cinnamon in it. My swelling. Um, um all right.
0: I think I was gonna say,
1: I thought you're gonna say either Brooks Kepker or Harry Higgs.
0: <laughs> those are the options, yeah. Um, I, gotta go, I gotta go with Phil. I mean, I could go Tiger, he's obviously worth more, but uh, Phil just seems like a better time. He
1: does seem like a good time. Uh, all right. Question number two What's harder to hit with a golf club, a beach ball or a basketball?
0: I'm confused by this question.
1: I does he mean like harder to hit and not I think break the club, or? I, or
0: accurately? I think is the way. That's the way I initially hmm. took it. Was which one is it harder to hit accurately? Right. But then at the same time, I was like, I don't know what would happen if you hit a basketball with a golf club because it'd probably break. Um, especially if you're swinging at two hundred ball speed. Um, yeah, <laughs> two
1: hundred ball speed, and it's felt easy.
0: I think. I think. <laughs> Whether we're going, <clears throat> me. Whether we're going accuracy, or I don't see. I don't know. Accuracy definitely beach ball because those things are so unpredictable. Right. Um. I I just don't really know how to interpret this. Um. Harder to hit. Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna have to go beach ball, because it's, it's yeah. going to be harder to get where you want it to go. I guess
1: it's definitely going to be harder to control. That is for sure. But. No, I guess the basketball would probably break the club, wouldn't it?
0: We should test that.
1: I don't know if I want to break a club.
0: That's I have some problem. old top flights. We'll use those.
1: Oh, easy. Easy peasy. Yeah. Okay,
0: we're going to do that.
1: I have, in fact, located the Cam Smith video,
0: by the way, so I will send that your way. Okay, sounds good. We're <laughs> going to try that. <laughs> I need a basketball. I think I have All a basketball, right. actually. So I'm going to try to hit that with a golf club. Um, <clears throat>
1: But I'm going to go with uh, beach ball is the hardest to control, but the hardest to not break a club on would be the basketball. Yeah. But
0: we should test that. Yeah, you got to text me and remind me to try that.
1: Yeah, give it a go. Um, all right. Well, Rick, unless you have anything else, my friend, that'll do it for this episode. I got nothing. Thank you, as always, everybody, for listening to From the Tips, your friendly golf podcast. Um, we, <laughs> we talk all things golf, as you can tell, and things so much not about golf. So we hope that you enjoyed it, especially if this was your first time listening. If it was you're uh, not your first time and you're a return listener, thank you so much for coming back. Go follow us on Instagram at from the Tips underscore pod. We do a lot of posts in there, a lot of funny stuff in our story. You guys will enjoy it. You might even get to see Rick attempt to hit a basketball with his driver so we will see how that ends up working out (laughs) but as always thank you for listening and we out
0: thanks guys see you later